Ken Forrester, Executive Director at Momenta. Welcome to our Digital Thread Podcast, produced by, for, and about digital industry leaders. In this series of conversations, we capture insights from the best and brightest minds in digital industry. They're executives, entrepreneurs, advisors, and other thought leaders. What they have in common is like our team at Momenta, they are deep industry operators. We hope you find these podcasts informative, and as always, we welcome your comments and suggestions. Good day and welcome to episode 190 of our Momenta Digital Thread podcast series. Today, I'm pleased to have Kishore Magnani, co-founder and CEO of Shoreline IoT, delivering the industry's first zero-friction, one-stop asset performance management solution. Shoreline is Momenta's most recent venture investment. Kishore has over 25 years of management experience working at various semiconductor systems and software companies in Silicon Valley. Before starting Shoreline, Kishore was vice president and general manager at Marvell, where he was responsible for all the wireless IoT platforms, smart home, and Wi-Fi business units. Prior to Marvell, he worked in various executive roles at Motorola, TerraLogic, LSI Logic, and MacStore. Kisher holds an MBA from Santa Clara University and an MSEE from the University of Hawaii. Kisher, welcome to our Digital Thread podcast. Thank you, Ken. Glad to be here. Really excited glad, to be on this. Yeah, glad to have you as well, especially given that we just made an investment in you guys. And I think it's great because you and I have probably been talking about this for several years in terms of watching how you guys have been growing in this space. So we're quite excited to have made the investment and clearly to interview you and really share with the audience how you really developed this company in the background. So with that, you know, we call this the Digital Thread Podcast. And the idea is really to talk about one's individual digital thread that really leads to where they're at now. So what would you consider to be your digital thread? In other words, the one or more thematic threads that define your digital industry journey. Sure, Ken, my digital journey started way back with starting with in 90s with digital video, then semiconductors, networking, wireless, IoT, and it's still ongoing with EIML and cloud technologies. I have worked with many B2B customers in consumer electronics and commercial, and now we're focused on the industrial sector. But the one common thread I would say that applies to all these technologies, all the different sectors, is there are three key criteria which all these technologies and the applications or solutions have to meet for the digital transformation to be rapid and be beneficial to the end users. And the three things we notice, and this is a common thread, does not matter which industry you're in and which technology you're using. Number one, that the solutions need to be very easy to use by the ultimate end user. Number two, that whatever solution is offered needs to deliver fast time to value, and it should evolve over time to add more value, not by itself, but also enable other ecosystem technologies or partner to add to that value. We have noticed that if you want rapid and massive digital transformation for different technologies. These are the three ingredients are absolutely must, and they're common across all the industries. And if you look at the smart home industry, for example, they've done this very successfully, the leading consumer electronics companies to bring digital transformation for smart home applications. But when we look at the industrial segment, 
they have still struggled to have rapid adoption of digital transformation. Uh, we do realize that the task is much harder for industrial sector because you have a very difficult environment, regulatory requirements. But the main question still is, how can we bring the consumer ease of use, which end users of smartphone and smart home solution already expect from any solutions, to the ultimate end users in the industrial machines? And frankly, this is a digital thread that has been driving just not only me, but also the Shoreline team and the founding team for the last four or five years is how do we build a solution that's true zero friction APM solution for large enterprise customers in both energy and manufacturing industries? Like how can we bring that technology into the industrial sector? And without that, we don't see how you could see a rapid adoption of digital transformation. Well said. Wow. So easy to use, delivering fast time to value and enabling greater ecosystem value. It sounds like a promising set of attributes for really any kind of tool. And I like the fact that you've taken kind of the industrial sector and compared them to state of the art, if you will, in the consumer sector. That's a great target. If you can work it with the uh, iPhone 14, <laughs> you should be able to do the same thing with your uh, GE jet engine, right? So, um, Absolutely. You know, yeah, and as mentioned, Momentum just became our first outside capital in Shoreline. One of our key investment criteria, as our audience will know, is deep industrial DNA in the founders. And Kishore, you and the team really brought this all in spades. I love the fact that you spent 25 years across semiconductor systems and software, all before starting Shoreline. And that's quite incredible act in and of itself. I know you've offered already these you know, kind of key insights from that time, and I think those are great principles. Let me ask, what inspired you to actually co-create Shoreline in 2017? One of the inspirations, I would say, was when we looked at the industrial market, and before looking at the industrial segment, we also looked at the commercial segment, and then when we looked at the industrial market, we, from our experience, we could tell that the industry could greatly benefit from the digital transformation. However, as we dug more into these existing digital solutions, we noted everyone, including the legacy vendors or the new startups, had pretty much the same architecture and the solution that was trying to fit into existing channels and existing expert ecosystem that has been in place for the last 20, 30 years. And none of the existing solutions really was designed or optimized for the ultimate end users, which to us is like machine operators and field technicians. Everything that we saw was designed by engineers for the engineers. And coming from the background, making things easy for the consumer segment, we saw a great opportunity that we can solve this problem with a totally different approach and for a, such a large market and make a huge impact. And that's what got us excited about the industrial segment. Just for it's kind of level set for the audience. Uh, you've used the term asset performance management. How do you define asset performance management? Yeah, good question. You know, most asset performance solutions, if you see, only focus on preventing failures. To us, the asset performance management means to remotely monitor machine health, in a way that an automated platform can deliver insights and actionable knowledge to clients so they can achieve sustainable, optimal asset and operation performance. What this means is the APM platform should do run 
machines and processes at optimal performance and optimized production. It should extend the useful life of these machines so you can reduce the capex burden. It should prevent failures and reduce maintenance costs and so it can eliminate unplanned downtime to waste. Finally, it should also reduce the energy consumption and enable ESG monitoring so you can have a sustainable operations. And to us, asset performance means all of this and not just predicting failures only. I'm glad you defined that. And I, I was actually quite pleased to hear the ESG angle to all of this as well, which I think most of the companies in our portfolio have actually a very strong indirect ESG story to tell just by the fact that they're usually are put in for optimization purposes, right? It's interesting because for all the things you've listed, you would think this would be, quote, quote, a no-brainer, right, for anybody who's operating, you know, large assets, if you will. But by some industry measures, I think 85% of industrial assets are still dark. In other words, unconnected and unmonitored. Why has this been the case? Yeah, this is a true observation. When we have a customer we're working with, some of them actually have 90% or more of the assets, which we call dark. They're still not connected. They're still manually inspected and monitored. And the, when we talk to these customers, the primary reason we found was that there are existing digital APM solutions, but they are very expensive. They're not scalable as they are very complex to set up and manage. And then we dug more into it, why that's the case, why they're expensive, why they're complex, and including the legacy vendors, even the, the new vendors, i.e. Augury, they're still complex. And the, the primary reasons we found were two or three reasons. Number one, almost all the solutions are multi-vendor solutions, and they're custom installed either by third-party contractors or by system integrators or by the vendor's own engineers at each site for each customer. So every installation, each site is a custom installation. So you require experts, you require different kinds of experts. You need IT experts, you need experts who understand these machines, and then you need experts who understand AI ML. And all the AI ML, most of them you use, they require a lot of historical data and data scientists to see any value. So in summary, all these solutions are, as I said earlier, are designed by engineers for engineers. They're very complex and expensive. And then so the customers don't see ROI on more than 85 or 90% of their assets to deploy these solutions. Now, you mentioned AIML, and I know you talk about using AIML, IoT, et cetera, for really to make industrial asset management both affordable and intelligent for all assets. So how does this work in practice? You know, if I will have a, a large you know, rotating pump and I want to monitor it, how am I going to engage with you guys to do that? Yeah, good question. And I would say AIML is a key part of our solution, but that's not the only part of the solution. Our ultimate goal is to, as I said earlier, have a zero friction solution that's easy to use, delivers value very fast, and continues to add value. So to build a solution like that, there are three main pillars that are important. And first thing is you say end-to-end -end solution that we have developed that includes hardware and software. And the first item in this solution is a smart wireless sensor that can monitor more than 1,000 machine health parameters with onboard analytics and direct-to-cloud wireless connectivity. What, why we did that? The main reason is so you don't need new IT infrastructure or IT expertise. 
and the customer can self-install within minutes. We simply can ship the hardware to the customer and they can self-install it. There's no other product in the industry that can do that today. So that's number one item, a number one building block of solution. Number two is we have a large asset library that we have developed over the last three, four years, which is basically physics models of a variety of industrial machines. And the reason we did that is the moment these sensors were mounted on these machine, which are mounted on these machines, they connect to the cloud, the physics model, and auto-generate the baseline of the machine on day one, and also auto-configure all kinds of settings that a non-expert and machine operator may not know what to monitor. All those things are automatically configured. Again, it's the same team, build a zero-friction solution. And the finally, to deliver value to the customer, we have a self-learning AI ML-based diagnostic suite, which does not require any historical data, does not require data scientists, because self-learning, what it does, it drives all the alarms, dashboards, reports, recommendations, root cause, everything is driven from that analytics engine. So it's a combination of all these three items, packaged nicely as end-to-end solution, which delivers a very affordable and scalable solution to the customer. And that's how we have approached the solution to bring a consumer-type smart home experience to the complex industrial machines. So I basically call you guys up, you ship me the sensor, I install it, it's cellular, so actually everything is taken care of in terms of the information transfer, and then I go to the website, basically register the equipment, and I start getting data. Is it that simple? Yes, it's actually even simpler than that. We, including, there's a long-range cellular built into each sensor, including this pre-activated SIM card, so our customer do not even have to call any cell phone company. They don't have to even bother their IT department. They can just mount the sensor, press a button, and smartphone, and the software takes it over from there completely, auto-registers their device, and they just you know select their password and configuration. At that point, they start seeing all the dashboards and charts in the cloud. And to a perfect proof of our you know, our solution working well, what I just said, is we, our very first customer signed a seven-figure multi-year contract, SaaS contract with Shoreline. This customer had never met Shoreline. Shoreline employees had never visited this customer site. No third-party expert was required to come and help set up or configure our platform. This was done by themselves, and within a few months of starting a pilot, they signed a commercial contract without ever meeting with us. That's incredible. And I think the, the key term you used in there was SaaS. So you do all of this as a service. So basically, OPEX pricing, if you will, which is uh, quite differentiating in and of itself. You started to mention some of your use case. I'm curious, how are people utilizing this and what are some of your largest wins? Yeah. So as I said earlier, we're focusing on both energy and a manufacturing segment. Within energy, we're seeing a lot of interest from oil and gas industry, both in upstream, midstream, and also downstream. In the manufacturing, our solution is being deployed into large chemical plants, appliance manufacturing, pulp and paper, manufacturing plant building PVC pipes, steel mills, all these different applications. So basically traditional manufacturing and the energy industry. And customers are using on all different kinds of assets from large reciprocating compressors, engines in the natural gas midstream segment, pumps and motors in the NGL plants and 
crude oil pumping stations, in factories, extruder gearboxes, motors, mixers, grinders, blowers, cutters, fans, shears, tanks. Actually, every few week or two, uh, where customers are deploying this on different kind of assets that some of those we didn't even plan initially. Wow, you must have a large group working on these physics models to be able to match all of these different use cases. One of the challenges generally in what I'll call the digital transformation of the industry has always been kind of the long time to value. Even 18 month, two years long sales cycles not being uncommon in the space. How do you address this with the Shoreline solution? I think you brought a point that when we were looking at entering the digital, the building digital solution for the industrial segment, one of the major things we just noticed, you just mentioned, was long sales cycles, long time for customers to validate the ROI, sometimes 18 months and two years. And to us, this was, you could not build a scalable company and platform with that kind of approach. So this is when we focused on everything we do had to be zero friction, whether it's a product, whether it's our business model, whether it's our distribution channels, go-to-market channels, everything has to be zero friction. And we have done that already successfully with a product which is zero friction. Our business model is completely SaaS-based. Customers don't pay anything upfront for hardware. They only pay a SaaS subscription, software subscription, Everything is included, including cellular connectivity, including hardware in the subscription. There's zero capex for customer to get started. So we shrink all those decision-making to much shorter time period. Our product could be shipped. There's no expert needed. There's no pre-planning needed with IT department to start even a pilot. Customers do pilot within two months. Usually the legal contract takes longer than the pilot itself. So in three to four months, we can go from pilot to commercial contract. So we've shrunk that sales cycles, I should say, from 18 months to four months at this point for large enterprise customer and could be even shorter for smaller or medium-sized customers. In terms of time to value, our customers see a value on day one itself when this platform connects automatically and they don't have to do manual trap runs and readings anymore from day one. Within the first week or so, because of our physics models, they start to get all the predictions and anomalies and dashboard and alarms already fully working and daily emails of what's going on with their assets. So they see value on day one, they see value in one week, and within three to four weeks, our AI ML fully kicks in because our AI ML does not need historical data. It's trained using a very limited amount of data. So a huge ROI customers see within one month. And that's why our pilots only last six to eight weeks and customers can make a decision. That's incredible when you think about the traditional, let's say CapEx intensive, engineering intensive, IT intensive process to traditionally put a sensor on a piece of rotating equipment somewhere and actually get it tied into the monitoring system that's in there. So you guys really are focused on this uh, zero friction and you know very fast time to value, which is great. Let me ask you to put your prognosticator hat on for a minute, and that is, where do you see as the greatest opportunities for asset performance management in the next five years, aka where are you going to be steering the company? Yeah, I mean, we're seeing already, and we will continue to see large uptake, what I said, the traditional manufacturing, as the chemicals, pulp and paper, steel, building materials, primary metals, and we're into 
some of the largest chemical plants in the in, in globally. There are companies who have 50 plants, 47 plants deploying our solutions in chemical industry. We're seeing huge interest from the energy industry, which is, uh, as I mentioned, oil and gas. And also, lately, we've seen a lot of interest from our existing oil and gas customers to use our platform to also help them monitor gas emissions and reduce energy consumption. So these are existing customers we have, we started with, but then new applications they plan to use our platform for. And then a few years down the road, we see in the renewable segment, windmills are a great application for our solution, as well as what I call water infrastructure and utilities, especially with changing you know, climate change or what happened in Mississippi recently. I mean, if they had platform from shoreline, that they wouldn't, they would have gotten early warning three, six months ago to see the problems coming in their water infrastructure. So, I mean, globally, there are more than 10 million machines, assets for water infrastructure. And our platform and our solution, including our sensors, already designed. We're not targeting those water infrastructure today, but in the next few years, we believe that's going to be another big segment. Great. Well, we certainly have a lot of deep relationships in that space. So we look forward to helping bring some of those as well as part of our investment. So Kishore, how can somebody find out more about, about Shoreline? I mean, the easiest way is our website, shorelineiot.com. They can also find, we have also great relationship with other ecosystem partners like AWS is one of the great partners. We've been doing some solution launches together with AWS where building some channel OEM partnerships. We'll be announcing some of those later this year. So customers would be able to find us through any one of those channels. But in the short term, it's our website, shorelineiot.com. Excellent. All right. Well, in closing, I always like to ask, where do you find your personal inspiration? Yeah, interesting question. And things I read or watch, my interest goes from history to politics to finance or medicine, but all those cases, it's always nonfiction. I like to read nonfiction. I like to watch nonfiction content on the video. And one thing I've noticed that inspires me all the time is people who look at problems differently, people who come with a totally new approach, whether it's a company, whether it's a individual. And those are the things that really inspire me. And in some sense, it's not just me, our co-founder, Mark Stubbs, and other people. We're always looking at how can we make things better. And it's a common theme we have in the company beyond just inspiration at the personal level. Excellent. Well, Kishore, thank you for sharing this time and insights with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Ken. My pleasure to be on your podcast. Yeah, no, great conversation. So this has been Kishore Magnani co-founder and CEO of Shoreline IoT, making industrial asset management affordable and intelligent for all. Thank you for listening, and please join us next week for the next episode of our Digital Thread podcast series. Thank you, and have a great day. You've been listening to the Momenta Digital Thread podcast series. We hope you've enjoyed the discussion, and as always, we welcome your comments and suggestions. Please check our website at momenta.one for archived versions of podcasts, as well as resources to help with your digital industry journey. Thank you for listening.